0: It's time to start the podcast. It's time to hit the mics. It's time to start the podcast with Moon, P. Jug and Hob. This is a a podcast that started with uh, boredom. And it really (laughs) continues with even more boredom. I'm thinking, what am I going to do? My radio career's over. And now what? And I had many people say, well, you should write a book. And I'm thinking, oh, my God, it seems like so much work. And I talked to a couple of people that actually did that. Some of them published their own books on Amazon. Others did the real deal. Uh, and it does take time and effort and all that. And uh, then somebody said, well, how about doing a podcast? Tom Bernard from KQ92 uh, had me on his show and wished me, uh, you know, good luck after my uh, my run of 45 years on the Air stopped, and then he said, Hey, why don't you join us on our podcast? So I did a couple of times, and he said, Well, you can just come over here and use all my stuff. Uh, and then I thought, Well, then I got to drive all the way to Brooklyn Park. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm thinking, Okay, how about if I spend a couple of grand on my own? And so then I do, I spend the two G's on you know, microphones and laptops and this and that. And then I'm thinking, Well, okay. Now I'm sitting here with all this stuff, but I got nobody to talk with. I need to get a team. So then I say to my wife, uh, AP Jug, would you like to be on a podcast every week? And she's like, not really.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You could have trusted your instincts there, P. Jug.
0: (laughs) And and why didn't you want to be on this podcast anyway? Were you afraid of, uh, you know, making a mistake or saying something you shouldn't or what?
2: Well, I'm not good at this sort of thing. I'm not a broadcaster like you guys are.
0: Well, that's true, and it shows, but that's okay. <laughs> <I know. laughs> she was
3: afraid of a poppy seed in her tooth. <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: A poppy seed in her tooth. Okay, so then I'm thinking, okay, well, I know my, my wife and I's conversations usually go nowhere. So that being said, we got to get a third person. So then I'm thinking, okay, who can help me help me buy the equipment set up the equipment, drive it to my house in Lakeville and, uh, you know, and then be on the podcast. Well, there was this guy I worked with. His name was Grant and Oh my God, he's the most eager beaver of all time. I mean, he will do anything for you, uh, on command. I mean, he's just so damned helpful. He's one of those guys. And, and he has good knowledge to back his technical stuff. So I'm thinking he's the guy. So then we find out, well, wait a minute. He's on a local radio station. They don't want him affiliated in any way with what's going on on my podcast, right? (laughs) They're like, oh, that would ruin the whole radio station. So uh, then they told him no. And then I'm thinking, oh, well, well, who are we going to do now? And then Grant says, this was a no-brainer from the get-go. Why didn't you ask Hobbs to be a part of this? And I'm thinking, well, wait a minute. I don't know a Hobbs. And he goes, no, uh, it's Bangs. And I said, wait a minute, Bangs from our show at, at KS95? He goes, yeah, it, her real name's Tiffany. And I'm <laughs> like, oh, well, who the hell am I getting on the show? Tiffany, Hobbs, or Bangs? And then so I asked her, and she chose Hobbs, didn't you?
1: No. No. <laughs> no, I didn't. You, you, I love your, you know what, here's the thing. Uh, you are a very gifted, creative writer. That's what you are.
0: Yeah. it sometimes I, uh, you know, I direct you know us know into what? bad places and dark things, but
1: eh.
0: uh, <laughs> and, and then and then I think, okay. So then we tried it a couple of weeks, the three of us and you know, it sounded good, but it sounded like it might be missing a little something like there was an ingredient in the main entree that wasn't spicy enough. Uh, something needed to be done. So I'm thinking, well, why don't we have some guests? And they were thinking, well, who could we ask? And then since I was on the radio and, and uh, you know, Hobbs was booking guests right and left for the morning show, the afternoon show. She's been at it a long time. We both know a lot of people. She does stand-up comedy. She knows all the people at this uh, club, uh, clubs, uh, and even around. And we're thinking, okay, let's just start asking random people. And so uh, we did. We had some radio people on. We had a neurologist on. We had a magician on. We had two guys with no legs on. We had, uh, I mean, we've had just all kinds of weird people. My buddy that was on Survivor. And, you know, we tried to, like, then uh, find our way into having some kind of direction for the show and each episode. We never really had that in the beginning. We were just staggering around like, you know, you had a fifth of Jack Daniels and somebody turned the lights out and told you to walk home. Right? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so so anyway then uh, we thought well we've covered this we've covered that but what we have yet to cover and i just saw it in the paper this morning on the startrip.com real estate and how the real estate market has went from Mach three to Mach one and that was the headline and we uh and then i'm thinking to myself well wait a minute hobbs works uh doing loans for mortgages And so she knows that end of the deal. And, uh, you know, she's got a law enforcement degree. I mean, she's really super smart. And P. Jug and I, we know zero about anything. (laughs) Neither one of us have a college degree. I barely got through high school. She did some college, and it really didn't go to her work. It never helped you, did it? Not really. Why is
1: it (laughs) feeling like a roast today?
0: Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, it's like we're at a roast, okay? Uh, uh, so anyway so then who can we get to talk about real estate and i'm thinking i know this guy named Dale known him for a long time guy has an attitude he would sound great on a podcast <laughs> because he's not afraid to say anything and, and he loves dirty jokes and and so and we go back and forth with those a lot uh so i thought i'll get a hold of Dale Dale you've been doing real estate for how many years
3: 35.
0: 35 years, okay, and did you start in the Twin Cities? Because you spent some time in Chicago.
3: Right. Yeah, I was born and raised in Chicago and uh, went to college in uh, uh, DeKalb, Illinois, Northern Illinois University, Uh, got a job with the Chicago Northwestern Railroad and Management, got transferred up here with the railroad and then got laid off uh, when we were absorbed by another railroad and uh, ended up in real estate. 35 years ago. I've only had two jobs in my whole life. This is my third job. Yeah, podcasting. Be,
0: podcasting. <laughs> I know. Yeah, it doesn't pay
3: well, but it's a job. <laughs> it's a living.
0: <laughs> it is. and, and I will uh, just put this right out there today. This honest to God happened. Uh, you know, as time goes on, you need to be planning for your family's future. And part of that planning is financial. And then part of it is for the afterlife. And so, what I did was, I called the Cremation Society of Minnesota just today.
2: Oh, by, no, not yep. that. Again.
0: Again. Oh <laughs> uh, so, I called him, and we've talked about him a lot on this <laughs> podcast. And the reason we started talking about him was Dave Dahl, the weatherman, uh, as he retired from Five Eyewitness News. One of the first uh, accounts he had was the Cremation Society of Minnesota. So then on episode four of Moon, P, Jug, and Hobbs, uh, I get Dave Dahl on and I start teasing him about doing these commercials. And so anyway, I said, Can I mention Dave Dahl and get like a free urn? And then uh, Hobbs jumped <laughs> yeah. in and says, Well, wait a minute. I'm part of the podcast. I should get an urn too. Yeah. So today I call them and they answer, Hi, Cremation Society of Minnesota. And I, I hate to name drop, but I'm going to do it anyway. Uh, so I said, you know something? I've seen a commercial by a guy named Dave Dahl. He used to be a meteorologist uh, for a, a television station. Have you heard of him? And she said, oh, my God, yeah, we know Dave really well. And I said, sweet. I said, okay, do you have a media relations department or do you have an advertising department? And she said, we're owned by a company out of uh, Florida, I believe in Orlando, and uh, we do have a couple of local people that might do advertising. I said, okay, well, if you know Dave Dahl, he worked for Hubbard Broadcasting. And the reason I know Dave is because I work for Hubbard Broadcasting. I was on a radio station called KS-95. I don't know if you've ever listened. Well, the chances are if it's a female, they have. Because, you know, that station has been number one in women forever. And so she goes, oh, God, I still listen to it every day. And I said, "You ever heard of Moon and Stacy?" And she goes, "I knew that was you, right?" And I said, "Hey, how you doing?" I said, "Okay, now that I've dropped my name and I've dropped Dave Dolls, they thought
3: name, you were Stacy." <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: No, they didn't think I was Stacy for sure, but they probably <laughs> thought it. Uh, so anyway, I, I I explained, you know, hey, you know, I really want to do uh, a cremation uh, at the end of my life. And I said, we have a family member that's doing some planning, and we're, and I don't know if we can get like a Dave Dahl special or possibly a three for one deal. Uh, or uh, I would also like to say that if you want commercials on my podcast, we could do trade for mention. So for every uh, cremation society of Minnesota commercial, it would be a certain dollar value. And then we would do two or three of those during the podcast, which would hopefully eventually add up enough to, you know, to burn me up and, and put me in an urn.
3: Ugh.
0: So that's what I've been doing all day.
3: <laughs> and so yeah. far you've gotten a free ashtray. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Know you're bartering for, for funeral <laughs> services.
0: I know. And, and then ashtray. I'm thinking, I asked this woman, I said, what's your name? And she said, Mary. And I said, Mary, I said, I don't know what the rules are. Can I like have cigars? you know, cause I'm a cigar guy thrown in with me when you put me in the incinerator. And she goes, well, there's a lot to talk about. We can, I'll have somebody call you. They haven't gotten back to us <laughs> <this> yet, <laughs> okay, sure. but, uh, back to real estate. I mean, you know, we also have to eventually have a funeral plot as a realtor. Have you ever sold one?
3: No, I have not, and hopefully I never will.
0: <laughs> so, God. how many how many houses over thirty five years do you think you've sold?
3: Two.
1: <laughs> but he made great commission on those two sales.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Too many to count. Too many yeah. to count. You know, it's been uh, it's been a good career, up and down, uh, mostly up, and uh, oh, it's a good investment, and you know, everybody should uh, try to buy a house. But I've sold many, many houses, 35 years. I'm one of the founders of our office in Egan, at Realty in Egan. Oh,
1: I know that office well.
3: Oh, yeah. Yeah.
0: Probably do business. I know that for me, I had a uh, an accountant when I lived back in Houston, and the accountant told me, buy more house or a bigger house than you're originally uh, considering. And the reason why it's a forced savings plan, it's like a 401k. I mean, you're exactly going right. to, you're going to appreciate. So every time I've ever you know purchased a house and I've moved all over the country and done a lot of this kind of thing, uh, I always tried to buy a little bit more house than I needed. Now the problem is our, all of our kids have moved out and we've got, uh, you know, all this square footage that's, you know, doing nothing. We need to downsize, but we love the neighborhood. Uh, What would you say the market right now is? Has it slowed from Mach 3 to Mach 1? Uh, Are they still getting like 10 or 20 showings an hour, pretty much like they were earlier in the year?
3: Yeah, every listing I've had uh, this year has sold in a matter of hours or days. Tens of thousands of dollars over asking price. Uh, When I've been on the other side of the table with buyers We've offered forty or 50000 over the asking price and lost. Hmm. So, I mean, it's absolutely crazy. Uh, it was just because it was all pent up from COVID. Nobody bought and sold. The builders didn't build. And all of a sudden, now uh, the floodgates have opened. So everybody's going crazy. Yeah, Mach 3 to Mach 1, but it's still Mach 1. So instead of having 20 offers... You're now getting three offers. It usually slows down in uh, September, October, because uh, we're looking at Thanksgiving and Christmas and New Year's. um, And the dog days of summer are behind us. uh, But the uh, market is still lopsided. There are far more buyers than there are sellers. Mm -hmm. And so uh, we're looking at double digit uh, uh, probably appreciation. Your home, uh, that's nationally, your home has probably gone up 7, 8, 9%. Last year, and probably seven, eight, nine, ten percent this year. You're a rich guy;
0: you uh, don't it's... even know
3: it. <laughs>
0: okay, so then I go to Zillow and I look on Zillow. What do you think of that website? Is is it even close to what the asking price should be?
3: Well, let me ask you this: When was the last time Zillow was in your house? It's not. They use algorithms, and uh, uh, you know they're so far off, either high or low, that uh, everybody just laughs. When I go out and talk to somebody, and they say. Zillow thinks, and I start laughing right away. So no, it's it's really irrelevant. You have to have somebody come out and, and look at the neighborhood and and do a comparative market analysis and what are similar homes selling for in your area, and then you get an idea, and then you add another five or ten percent.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, but get-
3: the problem really is, so you sell your house for twenty five thousand over what you think it's worth. Now what?
0: Yep, there's nothing Uh to buy.
3: Yeah, so whether you're downsizing or whether you're uh, upsizing, it's still hard. So, you know, a a lot of sellers are saying, uh, uh, I'm selling my house subject to us finding another house. So it's uh, a little tough. It it should kind of even out maybe next year. Uh, We thought that with the builders building, uh, people would uh, then have a place to go. And most people in the sell, they want to buy a new house. So... uh, there's no builders and uh, they can't move. Now the builders are building all of a sudden now lumber is a million dollars, you know, a footboard. So yep. now that's <laughs> slowed down. And so, yeah, you know, our economy, we have some problems with supply chain and everything else, but eventually everything will be fine. I'll fix it all. Don't worry.
2: <laughs>
0: Yay, <laughs> yeah.
1: Yay.
3: <laughs> Uncle Joe will fix it all.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah I <laughs>
3: Hey,
0: I wanted to ask you too, and I always have uh, argued with people from Minnesota about this because I've lived all over the country. In many places that I've lived, there's no basements, okay? And uh, Texas, if you dig in Texas a basement, you probably hit oil. That's right. just the way it goes, you know? So they don't end with a high water table and all that, they don't have them. And then when I moved, to Minnesota, it's been almost 18 years now, or has has it been longer PJ? It's been um, quite a while. Um, one yeah, of the things that right. I didn't see here that I really missed that we had in Texas were master plan communities where there were, you know, different subdivisions, but yet all one, uh, you know, established uh, community that had pools, that took care of your landscaping, that came in and sprayed for bugs, uh, all these different homeowners association kind of things. And then I got up here and I didn't see a lot of that. Now uh, it's popping, they're popping up all over the place. Right. And, you know, especially, you know, the places I have friends living at in master plan communities mostly are in Woodbury and they have their houses with no basements. So when I was on the air here, I came out and I said, you know, something, when I had no basement, uh, we still had some available storage, but the thing I liked about my home was that rather than the square footage being below ground, it was actually just a bigger footprint on your lot. And so you had what felt like a much bigger home and less landscaping to take care of, which was even better. Uh, what are the home sales with no basements here and would please uh, people get over the fact that not everybody is in the basement because of a tornado warning every day. When we went on the air with that and said, how many times have you been literally hiding in the most safe place in your home? People out of a hundred would say 95 would say, I never have.
3: You know, it's interesting that you mentioned something that I thought of you immediately. Spray for bugs. That was important for you. You said that a little while ago.
2: It's, it's important.
3: The pool and this and that. Spray for bugs. I yeah. guess the bugs are following you. Uh, it's, it's kind of funny here that uh, we used to call them basements when the ceilings were like nine feet high. Now we uh, euphemistically call them lower levels. Uh, and uh, usually, with lower levels now, with walkouts and daylight lower levels, you've got windows down there. You open the windows, it smells good. You don't have to spray for bugs. But uh, right now, um, the homes that are built without basements, or we say they're built on grade, usually are um, smaller homes. A lot of homes in Richfield built in the 50s that uh, don't have basements, but mostly the newer homes are all townhouses. Everybody that's 40, 50 years old with families, children they want a lower level you know a second family room mm-hmm. for for the children uh storage space uh if you're an enthusiast you have uh, equipment saws and and uh, uh all kinds of other uh, um you know tool making equipment uh so uh, people like um that downstairs if you have a house without a basement in Minnesota it's tough to sell yeah, it's yeah. tough I to sell know. you know so everybody has a basement And, Moon, as you said, um, if you don't want a basement, then then the house is spread out. Land is cheaper in Texas than it is here. And it's Mm -hmm. cheaper to build up than it is to build out. That's why ramblers, or ranches as some people call them, yeah. uh, are more expensive than two stories. Two stories, you have a lower level, main level, and then you just keep going up and up and up, and it's free. But uh, for uh, a rambler, you've got to go out and out. The, the lot's got to be wider, and so it's more expensive. So that's why you have a lot of multi-levels and two stories, and we have a lot of basements here. No oil, by the way,
0: <laughs>
3: but we do spray for bugs. And you're right about mm-hmm. one thing. We are seeing these uh, these communities pop up where it's single family. Um, Some are just, uh, you pay a few dollars a year and you have access to a pool or a clubhouse. Some you pay a little more and they cut your grass. But yeah, that's more uh, popular now than it was 15, 20 years ago.
0: And I have a lot of friends who are saying, I'm not going to pay HOA fees. And then I'm thinking to myself, well, in some cases, it's kind of nice.
3: Yeah, and now they've got some new things where, it's uh, a a situation where if you don't want to pay the HOA fee, you don't have to, but you don't get a key for the pool or the clubhouse. So it used to be that it was mandatory Uh in in a single family community. Now some are are doing optional. You know, if you're a swimmer and uh, you know, you want to have a rent a room for a Super Bowl party or something, then you got to pay the HOA fees. Uh
0: I was going to ask you about, One thing that I heard uh, that someone I know lives in, and that's a co-op, I had no idea what a co-op even was. Can you explain what it is, and do those things sell like single-family homes, or how does that work?
3: There are different types of co-ops, but co-op basically uh, is a situation where you actually um, don't own your apartment, so to speak. First of all, co-ops are high-rises not single-family or, or townhomes, and uh, not that many out here. But uh, with a co-op, uh, the uh, association owns the building, uh, and uh, you have shares in the building. It's kind of com- complicated. You have a situation where uh, you know maybe to buy in, it's $50,000 for a $400,000 unit, but then you pay a few thousand a month for association dues, and co-op uh, has a right of first refusal, uh, I don't want to get too technical here, but, uh, mm-hmm. uh, it's, uh, you have more, uh, freedom, uh, if you buy a condo or at least uh, you own real estate in a co-op, you really don't own real estate. You own kind of a shares in the building.
0: What about the interest rates right now? Is that another reason that home prices are?
3: Absolutely. You know- they're, they're low three and a half, three and three quarters, you know, maybe they'll hit four, but you know, money is cheap right now. So, uh for your millennials and the younger people um, they can buy a, a home with a little down and uh, because of low interest rates they buy more home or they have a, a, a monthly payment that's uh, cheaper than rent.
0: Hobbs you do a lot of financing stuff what kind of a credit score does one need to get a good uh, you know deal on a mortgage right now?
1: Well I mean it depends um, because the market is really competitive right now um, FHA, VA are generally your most flexible as far as credit, um, as far as, as, you know, for credit scores and that. Um, but right now with the market being as competitive as, they, as it is, um, a lot of sellers don't really want to do FHA loans because an FHA uh, loan, there's there's more things that the owner could end up being on the hook for. There's like the appraisal is also kind of partially an inspection of the property and so there may be work orders that are triggered and things like that so it becomes a little bit more work on the seller's part and because people are getting so many offers generally they're just taking a conventional offer it's i mean is that what you're seeing dale that's what i've been 20 percent
3: down conventional or more if you have a va buyer this was in the summertime a va buyer or an fha buyer can't buy you cannot buy Nobody is going to take your offer now it's opened up a little bit by the way hobbs a lot of those buyers have left the market. They just got so frustrated. They lost ten houses. Yep. You know, even a even a townhouse, the mm-hmm. seller's looking for a twenty percent down conventional buyer. So they've left the market, and uh, maybe they'll re-enter the market uh, this fall or this winter, and uh, where there's not a lot of competition. But uh, yeah, FHA VA kiss of death right now.
1: But, uh, yeah, but to answer your question, Moon, as far as credit score, and we use usually, you know, we use an average of the three. So whatever your middle credit score is, is basically what your credit score is. Um, if you're higher than 680, that really helps. Um, and a lot more opportunity for you if you're 720 plus.
3: Tell people what the max is. The
1: max, your credit score can be at 840, I think.
3: Yeah, yeah. If you're, if, you're G, if you're Jesus, 840.
1: <laughs> I've seen a couple. I've seen a couple of eight twenties, and these are people that have really long, really pretty, good credit mix, and everything's been on time for thirty years. They've clearly never had like a job loss or any of that, or just, or you know, um, but that's rare.
0: Guess what my credit score is right now?
1: I'm gonna say eight hundred two. Higher. Right. Wow. Yeah. Right. P-Jug.
3: We're not worthy.
0: (laughs) No. One of the things that I have done, uh, and let me, it's, it's, I'll try to make a lengthy story short and that's usually tough for me to do. Uh, But when I was an alcoholic addict, my wife, my first wife handled all the money. Uh Okay. And so I never, after all those jobs I held, never had seen a paycheck. I handed it to her. Uh, after rehab, I thought, well, wait a minute. Uh, how do the bills work in this household? You know, is there something I can help you with? And she goes, oh, no, I can handle it. And, you know, the next thing you know, I have these feelings of resentment about, wait a minute, I'm working, you know, 40, 50, 60 hours a week. And, you know, I have to ask permission to buy something. Hold on a minute. Anyway, marriage ends. I become much more active in how to handle finances. And then I hit a couple of really big speed bumps in the road. Margaritaville. Margaritaville. Yep, exactly. Exactly. (laughs) And what happened was I I started uh, paying my bills the day I got them. And most of those are, you know, emailed to me. So, I mean, if I get a bill from American Express at 1115, they got full payment at 1120. I mean, I'm that anal about it. And uh, because I am and I have the time to do that, uh, it has boosted my score. I mean, uh, there were a couple of times when we had issues on my credit report. I had a house that went into foreclosure. That didn't help me out any. I had a student loan that was defaulted on that didn't help me. Uh, you know, there's been over the course of years, everybody goes through those times when something comes up unexpected, the next thing you know, and a lot of it could be medical, you know, you're, I mean, for me, I didn't want to buy a $50,000 handicap van, but that's what they cost. And with that one, I'm not going anywhere. Right. I have to have a van that'll, uh, you know, hold a wheelchair. And to buy those things and to trick them out, I mean, it costs big bucks. So anyway, you know, I I just try to make sure my bills are paid on time. I have everything on auto pay that I can. That way I never screw up because I don't trust myself. Uh, And, you know, technology has been my friend in the banking world. You know, that's one of the things. And, you know, there have been, uh, you know, times when, you know, in the future, my credit rating may dip again. You just don't know. I mean, think about all the people that got knocked by COVID, right? All of a sudden, they have a. a oh yeah, absolutely. You know, all of a sudden, you've got a job you love, and you're making yep. you know money, and, you,
1: and you, you you retired, and were celebrated. I that wasn't really <laughs> you're like you um, need to cut budget, and yeah,
0: and but you're you gone
1: working pass and your key.
0: Well, and then think about it. If you're a, a real estate agent. Right. Uh, you know, you've got people now all of a sudden saying, wait a minute, I'm just glad to be in my home. And then people start getting stimulus checks and they stop paying their payments. And then there's all these people that are renting places out and, you know, their renters can't make their payments. I mean, the whole real estate world was dinged. How bad was it, Dale?
3: Pretty bad. Here's, here's a sad story. Uh, had a, had a guy who didn't have a lot of money, but, uh, his mother passed and uh, he got a $100,000 settlement. So we found, this is a few years ago, we found him a condo where he paid all cash. And he was happy. He was working. Uh, lost his job because of COVID. And even though he had uh, no mortgage, he had uh, real estate taxes due twice a year mm-hmm. and association fees every month. He's yeah. now in foreclosure. The uh, association... Uh, filed uh, a foreclosure against him. Um, he tried to borrow money. He, he was about 10000 in arrears to the association. Couldn't borrow any money because his credit was so horrible. So now he, uh, we've had the sheriff sale, and uh, we're now going to try to sell. It's very rare to have a home that's in foreclosure with no mortgage. I'm sure Hobbs uh, understands this. But yet, if you owe the association, yep. th- they will foreclose upon you and so eventually, if we sell it, uh, then he'll pay off the association, and you uh, can get an apartment somewhere, prepay for a year. But yeah, he's been out of work for a long time, trying to trying to find a job. It's kind of sad, hmm. but uh, yeah, there have been a lot of people, uh, Moon, that have been impacted by by COVID. It's really sad.
0: Did you get your shots? Yep. Which one?
3: Right in the butt. <laughs> so, that
2: was our yeah. first show shots yeah in the butt.
0: yeah shots in the butt was it well,
3: self-administered yeah. uh, I, i've gotten pfizer twice and then i'll get another one
0: and then i've already had three modernas and yeah. I, I have my fourth scheduled in two weeks
3: say what fourth i
0: have the, I have the fourth scheduled in two weeks and the reason is I take a monoclonal antibody, which is nearly a, it's almost like a chemo, but it kills all your B cells in your body. Uh And because I took my third inoculation or vaccination too close to that uh, infusion, Uh it wiped it all out. Uh So, so I have zero antibodies still. I don't ever leave my house. I don't go to physical therapy. I don't go anywhere.
3: So you said that it kills your B cells. For you, yes. that's brain cells, right? <laughs> so it's killing all your brain cells. <laughs> and and gone anyway. That's what you said. <laughs> yep, those, are,
0: those have been long gone. <laughs> I'll tell you what. I worked on B cells in the seventies and eighties, and even part of the nineties. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god you know well, you he finally
3: the- admits it folks yeah, yeah. whatever you know, guy left they're going
0: <laughs> <laughs> when you think back of you know in the younger days what you thought was okay to do to your body right and, and uh, you know and, and it hurts now now when you do it it really hurts absolutely uh, and then going back to you know even pre-covid Remember the real estate crash, or what was that? Oh six, oh seven, something like that. Yeah, and that you lived through all that, and that had to be a tough one.
3: It was. Thank God, I've got a wife that was working. (laughs) Yeah,
0: yeah, Yeah, no kidding. That's when I started
1: my radio career and my stand-up comedy career because I couldn't get a job. Really? Well, I was at the time I was a team leader for Keller Williams Realty, and. I thought I was, you know, I thought I was like, I knew everything. The market was going to continue to be great. I decided to go off on my own. And then the market crash happened. And then I couldn't I couldn't get a job. I couldn't get a job. I applied to sell patio furniture at Girton's, And I didn't get that job.
0: Cheers. Wow. You, should,
3: you should have teamed up with Calvin and you could have had a nice Calvin and Hobbes gig. I could
2: have.
1: <laughs> You wouldn't call me back. <laughs> I didn't even know I was going to be called this. Moon Moon had the idea for the name for this show, and oh, then really, just, then just assigned this name to me. I
2: know you hate it. I know you hate it, Tiffany. <laughs> it's all
1: right. She
0: does. She pretty much does. You now, need a
1: Calvin. Well, I know. I just, I just never, I never operate under my own name unless I'm doing yeah. <laughs> so.
0: Unless you're doing stand-up Now, you know, a lot of people don't know how Dale. And I met, well, it was actually not the two of us. It was our wives that knew each other. P. Jug, you explain it.
2: Oh, well, I met Sherry working at Applebee's in Egan, like many years ago, 20, over 20 years ago.
0: And you were both servers?
2: Uh, We were, yes. And then I think you were dating Sherry at that time too, Dale. Pretty sure. I remember hearing about that townhouse you used to have at the beginning
3: don't tell her about Marsha or Gladys. You know, yeah, it was, it was Sherry.
0: <laughs> you guys yeah. have been married how long? Uh, 14, I think.
3: 14 years, yeah. We, we've we been in this house 20. We do everything backwards like most people, you know. We buy the house first. We get the dog second. Then we get married.
0: <laughs> and you guys didn't get married for a long time, but we're together anyway.
3: Right, You know it's an old saying. You know, if you buy the woman a big ring, you know it buys you time. So I wasn't quite sure. (laughs) (laughs) I I was afraid of commitment. So you know how that is.
0: Oh, uh, you know, and P Jug and I didn't get married when we first got together. How long was it when we were together before we got married? Probably six years.
3: Uh, Yeah, at least. P Jug, were you living together before you got married too? Just like us?
2: Uh, Yes, we were.
3: Yeah. See, so we all do the same thing. The dirty deed.
0: And then one of the things that our relationship uh, almost thrived on was the fact that we both almost claimed to be foodies, and we love going to good restaurants and having good food. Right. And we would always try to seek these places out. Uh, you know, P. Jug and uh, you know uh, Dale's wife Sherry would you know come up with a place and they'd try it. And then they'd say, "Well, have you tried this?" and uh, there was one time, I don't know if you remember this, we were eating at a place in Farmington, I believe it was. Yes. And and I went into the bathroom and I had a major attack and I had to be hauled out in an ambulance. <laughs> do you remember that? Yes. I had to be hauled out in an ambulance and they took me straight from the restaurant. They said, well, where do you want to go? And I said, well, where? what's my choices? <laughs> and they said, yeah. well... We can take you home, or we can take you to a hospital. And I'm thinking, I think I might have a fever, but why don't you just take me home? So they did. They took me home, and about two hours later, another ambulance came to take me to the hospital. And I was in the hospital for about six or eight weeks that time. Wow. That was that was a long run.
3: I think the attack was caused uh, when you saw the bill for the food that we ate. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I know. And he always there's...
1: pulls that when the check comes. Oh, yeah. Not good. yeah,
0: I
3: don't feel good. Yeah, he saw the bill went in the bathroom and had an attack. Yeah.
0: <laughs> now, do you have anywhere you'd like to recommend that you've tried just recently?
3: Well, we had our anniversary dinner. Uh, yeah, how was a, that? The chef's tasting menu at Meritage, downtown Saint oh, Paul's nice goodness. French restaurant. We've been there a number of times. Uh, we had five courses. And, uh, and a moose bouche and a nice dessert. It's nice. It's the advantage of a tasting menu uh, in an expensive restaurant. And I think, you know, it's on on, on celebrations, uh, maybe anniversary or Valentine's Day or birthdays. You know, you, you want to buy your spouse a, a shirt or a pair of pants. They can buy that themselves. When you get older, you want an experience. If you go to a nice restaurant and you order off the menu, you order a steak or a fish, it comes, it's great, 45 minutes, you're gone. In a tasting menu, it's a very, very slow process. There's wine pairings uh, with each course. Sometimes a chef comes out and explains things. It's like taking a course in foodie. So uh, we were there for our 8 o'clock reservations, and uh, we didn't leave until 1115. So. Nice. It's expensive, but it, it's uh, it's a learning process, and uh, just like going to a play, it's three hours. It's it's expensive, but we had pheasant and steak and potato and ahi tuna and uh, yellowtail and uh, some type of soup. I forgot what it was, and uh, some desserts, champagne and dessert wines and red wines and white wines and everything else. So wow. happy anniversary, honey. And yeah. <laughs> uh, so so I mean, if you want good French food, Meritage, uh, there are also uh, lots of uh, other nice places. And sometimes when we just want an, a nice steak, we go to Applebee's.
2: We like the two for 22.
3: Yeah. And now, uh, P. Jug, you know, I just saw an ad. You get a steak and for an, an extra dollar, you get shrimp, you know, over at Applebee's. So it's fun. Oh, it's right down okay. the street. So, yeah. Fun I'll to eat. eat. Moon is fun to eat, isn't it?
0: It is really fun to eat. I know that our fifth year anniversary is coming up, and I've been asking her repeatedly, you know, what do you want? And I have, I'm still, you know, a month away from almost today, and I got to come up with something. Uh, our anniversary actually falls on Thanksgiving Day. That is her favorite day of the year because she loves to cook, it's like her Super Bowl. And, you know, she has always been such an amazing cook. She shops each day for fresh everything. She takes the time to prepare it. She can take an average idea and turn it into something amazing. And I am way overweight and morbidly obese because of that. (laughs) It has nothing to do with I'm a compulsive overeater. It has <laughs> everything to do with the fact that her portions of amazing food served with much butter and things that I love oh, are always available. <laughs> and, and butter is a really good thing. And and for me, this is strange. Okay. We don't go out to expensive restaurants very often at all, right? We go to you know tweener places, places that you know the entrees, you know, might be. 15 bucks or something like that. Maybe 18 bucks. There's a place out here called Porter house and it's owned by the same people that own uh, a couple of well-known Italian places in town. Chiante grill is one of those a month or so ago. My ex-wife and my current wife got together because they (laughs) knew of a visitor that was coming to visit me, but they wouldn't tell me from where, or when or who i just knew that somebody that meant something to me was going to be coming to town and so eventually we're setting out in the driveway and the fire pits are blazing and up comes a friend of mine matt thomas who is an nba play-by-play announcer for the houston rockets comes walking into my driveway and i'm like oh my god we had a lot to catch up on. It was really nice when we both worked down in Texas, you know, there's so much to talk about, but when he was in town last, he took me to the ocean air, which is mm-hmm. seafood extraordinaire. And he spent a lot of money on this. So I went to Porter house, which I haven't been to in like two years since P jug and I's. And what was it, your birthday two years ago? Something like that.
2: I think so. No. Yep.
0: Okay. So we sit down we order everything, appetizers, drinks, the whole deal. And we had a blast and it was a great evening and I loved it. We sat outside and couldn't have been better. Uh, Two weeks later, uh, there's a nurse that takes care of me and I love this woman. Uh, She's an amazing person. And I said, you know, guess what? It's our one year anniversary. I'd like to take you out to eat. Mm -hmm. And uh, and I said, what do you like? And she goes, well, and she mentioned a couple of things. I said, I want to go to Manny's downtown. P-Jug stopped me mm-hmm. and said, don't do that.
2: Because of COVID and that, um, you know, the danger in the city with all the crime?
3: Oh, that's, absolutely. That's I why mean, I yeah. said
2: that. I didn't want to go downtown.
3: Listen to P-Jug. She's right.
0: So guess what? Uh, we decide, hey, I'll go back to Porterhouse. So I hadn't been there in two years. And then in two weeks, I'd been there twice. Well, my son's going to move to Germany two weeks later. And I said, son, I'd like to take you out to dinner. Where would you like to eat before you, you know, you move away? And he said, could we try porterhouse? <laughs> <Right? laughs> so I hadn't been to porterhouse in two years. And then all of a sudden I was there three times in two weeks. And the place is just a knockout.
3: You got to stay away from downtown. We had uh, um, dinner for friends uh, w- with another couple. His birthday he loves pork chops. So we went downtown Washington Street, uh, P.J. Hoyts, probably yeah. the best park shops in town. Yeah, And listen to what the gal from the restaurant told us. When you get here, please use a valet. If you don't use a valet, try to park very close and walk fast because it's not safe. This is what she's telling us. Not Not wow. too safe.
1: Walk fast and park close. That neighborhood though has been kind of dicey for a while. There's a lot of there's yeah, Hobbs, women's know. club that's right next door, and uh-huh. there's there's some there's some elements that have kind of always been in that area. But yeah, I live in downtown St. Paul, and yeah, they there was that shooting a week ago up the street for me. So
3: on West Seventh Street by by the XL, that one. Yeah,
1: I'm I'm oh. I'm right across from the Children's Museum. Oh boy. Yep. So it was it was right up the street, but. But no, come to downtown. It's it's probably fine. It's Everything
3: will be fine. And we'll look in the rearview mirror one day and laugh. But right now, it's
0: not so great. What you got to do is park close and walk fast. Walk
3: fast. <laughs> right? I, you can't make
0: this stuff up, moon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i know that is that is crazy now here's one of the things that i talked to hobbs about a while ago since i'm in a wheelchair and in the winter time it takes absolutely almost no snow for me to get in a lot of trouble in my wheelchair okay and if there's any kind of ice or slippery incline or it just doesn't take much and i'm in, in deep trouble so i thought you know something we need to downsize Why don't we, like Hobbs, move to like downtown St. Paul? That way there's tunnels that connect everything, and I could go to restaurants and banks and get my hair cut or do whatever, blah, blah, blah. And so uh, her building happens to be attached to the tunnels. So I said, can I come see? And so we take the wheelchair in, and and P-Jug and I go for a little cruise before we go into her place. Got a nice view. It's right there, you know, close to the light rail. There's a lot of stuff cooking blah, blah, blah. Uh, And I said to Hobbs, what do you think? She goes, oh, you'd love it. You know, you'd be able to do all these things. But after a certain time, the homeless people kind of take over. (laughs) And I'm like, okay, that's not really what I want to hear because I can't escape.
1: I don't know that I put it exactly like that, but (laughs) I I don't think that's exactly, but, but no, but you know, it is it. Yeah. When, when everybody goes home for the day, it's just the residents. So, you know, at night, sometimes in the Skyway and stuff, you, you know, you get people panhandle, people ask for cash, but you know. I've never, I've never personally had any problems, but speak for yourself.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: but I don't have, a, I don't have a, a above 800 credit score like moon. So I'm sure it'll, <laughs> it'll, it'll gravitate towards you, babe.
0: Yeah. Well, and, and you know, I learned a long time ago and I don't remember who taught this to me, but it was the most financially rewarding piece of uh, advice I could have ever received. Pay yourself first. So what you do is when you get a paycheck, you have a firm, a set investment, uh, you know, you're paying yourself before you pay anybody else. And that's why I believe, you know, with many 401ks is that, you know, that money comes right out, you don't have a chance to get at it and it's safe and you can grow it and it multiplies. So pay yourself first. And, and the thing that's also uh, critical Okay. Have you ever known of an athlete making, you know, $2 million a game that files bankruptcy? It happens all the time, right? Spend oh. less than you earn.
3: <laughs> Easier said than done. Oh yeah, yeah.
0: It is now. And, and then we have frivolous purchases and we want to talk about Dale's collection. PJ, oh. didn't you have a question about that?
2: Well, I, I know you collect a lot of things, Dale, but I wasn't, I can't remember. It was a, World War Two. Yes,
3: World War II. Kind yes, World War II uh, all kinds of uh, tanks and planes, models and guns and memorabilia. My father was in the Army, Army Air Corps, World War II. My mother was in the Navy in World War II. Uh, mm-hmm. And so uh, I have a love for the military. Everybody has to have a hobby. By the way, uh, Sherry now, my wife, has got a new hobby, building Legos.
2: I heard about this.
3: You know, she always loved dollhouses as a, a child. So now with Legos, and, and she likes putting puzzles together, you know, just regular puzzles as we put together when we were kids. So with Legos, it's like a 3D puzzle, you know, and, and you've got an instruction booklet and you got a bunch of blocks and things and you put them all together. Uh, it And she says that it takes her mind off of work. Uh, she'll sit at the kitchen table, and, and um, it takes seven, eight hours over the course of time to put things together. She built a, a London a two-story bus, and, uh, which, uh, which I got for her. So, uh, yeah, uh, a lot of adults now are getting into Legos, and, and Lego uh, is now making uh, items for adults and not for children um in fact that's i've never cool. even been to Le- legoland at the mall of america but but she loves it she puts them together and she displays it the children's sets have a couple hundred pieces the adult sets have two, two, three thousand. Oh uh, wow but, but it's easy to follow because all the instructions are, are pictorial and uh and you just do it she's building buildings just like she had a dollhouse when she was 10 years old and uh, so she's enjoying it i've got a couple stashed away in the house for christmas
2: yeah that's what i heard that's
3: awesome yeah Boy, there are no secrets.
2: No.
1: <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: Do you feel like you're just having to confirm things that have already been discussed behind your back? My Dale
3: goodness, goes, yeah. you know. <laughs> that's what happens when uh, P-Jug and my wife get together, you know. <laughs> everything is laid bare.
0: <laughs>
2: wait, 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 Dale, I know your pooping schedule, too. Oh, man. <laughs>
0: Designated <laughs> you
2: know, poop time.
0: Okay. Yeah, the DPT.
3: <laughs> we just had a new toilet put in today. <laughs> Has it
1: been, a, been christened?
3: <laughs> yeah, not really. No. Our toilet, which is in the upstairs uh, hall bath, which is hardly ever used, kept running and running and running. I, you know, So me, I, I'm I'm the great handyman. Take it <laughs> apart. Can't fix it. Go to Home Depot. 20 bucks. Buy a part. Take it all apart. Hours and hours and hours. This is after I, I took it apart and set it aside for three months. And now I'm getting the wife saying, come on, you know, you got to do it. Anyway, took it apart, couldn't fix it. So then I went back to Home Depot, got some more parts. Took it apart, still couldn't fix it. Then I took it apart again. Now it's leaking all over the floor, I kid you not. We got towels everywhere. (laughs) So finally she says, that's it, we'll get a new toilet. Okay, fine, so buy a new toilet. Then she says, you know, as long as you're getting a new toilet, I hate the vinyl on, on the floor, so let's get some nice, let's go to Home Furniture and get some nice, Uh, new flooring and uh, and let's get some new towel bars uh, and everything else anyway. So I kid you not. So the uh, plumbing bill, like $300 to take the the toilet off and $500 to put the toilet back in and 1500 for the vinyl and uh, 500 for the towel bar. And Oh, we got to paint the place anyway. So for $25 (laughs) worth of parts, Cost me twenty nine hundred and fifty dollars, <laughs> but yeah, you know, honestly, it was the only circular toilet in the house. We couldn't stand it, so we got a nice oval toilet. It fits yeah. my behind better.
2: <laughs>
0: I I will tell you this: I have a Smart Bidet two thousand. Really? Yeah, and here's the thing with the Smart. It's Bidet. It got a
3: four cylinder or a six
0: cylinder. Bidet <laughs> two thousand. It's a V eight baby. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, check this out, okay? It has a heated seat, so that's nice, especially in the winter.
3: Wow. Uh, And
0: I've never used a bidet before, but I was told uh, by somebody, you know, you got to try this. They're widely accepted in Europe, and why they're not here everywhere, nobody knows, because you use zero. I know that's hard to believe. Zero toilet paper. You get zero skid marks. Let's get graphic.
2: Okay. <laughs> okay.
0: Isn't that right, PJ? You've looked. It works.
2: Yeah, I've never oh, used well. it, but yes, I know that.
0: And, and then, so then you have the for her nozzle, uh, and these are all, uh, you know, d- one nozzle comes out at different angles. There's one for her back, one for her front, and one for his back then you can turn the pressure up on the water and you can change the temperature of the water that cleans your behind. And then if you're thinking, well, that one wasn't really as clean as usual, I need a a better cleaning area. It oscillates like a sprinkler and it goes side to side across your anus. (laughs) Correct.
3: Next hey, time I go know. to Taco Bell, I'm stopping by your house.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Why does it feel when you're describing it? It's like a car wash, like it's just <laughs> across your. Yeah, so,
0: and, and then be- there's
2: a dryer on top of that.
0: Yeah, there is a, uh, a, a yeah regular blow dryer, dryer? a blow dryer. Yeah. yeah, it's the Smart Bidet 2000. Here's the thing: <laughs> uh, when you get it, it's about 280 bucks on Amazon uh and it's just amazing the only thing about it is you have to have access to a 110 outlet so i right. had to have an electrician put that in uh yep. okay so you're selling houses by the hundreds or whatever how many people have a bidet am i the only one
3: yep and you actually <laughs> let's correct the record you've got a bidet toilet seat not a real bidet
0: what's the what's the diff
3: a real bidet is like a a second toilet without a seat
0: have uh, you ever seen them i have oh, not yeah. thank god
3: yeah it, it's the same shape as a toilet there's no seat it's an open bowl and uh, you've got some nozzles that are that are spraying up and you and you straddle it and then you you clean yourself it l- looks just like a regular toilet but okay. uh, what's popular now uh, and as you said correctly, uh, you have to have a 110 outlet. And when we did our bathroom a few years ago, we had a 110 outlet put in for future. Uh, we don't have a bidet seat yet, but yeah, everybody, you know, and they're new and improved. They're oscillating. They're, they're heated. You know, it tells you a story in the middle of the night. Sometimes, you know, if you got a little night light on it too, so if you can't find it, you know, when you have to go at four o'clock in the morning, it's right there.
0: For father's day, two years ago, uh, all of the kids got together and they got me a seat that as you open the bathroom door and approach it, it lights up in different color schemes. Oh, okay. We're not that worthy. W-
3: You walk in and the seat comes up.
0: <laughs> 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 yeah. It, but Uh-oh. I'll tell you what, it could have been some of them. It cost me about maybe 400 for the bidet start to finish. Wow. Was it a, that's when one of the best buys of all time.
3: I'm glad you mentioned that because I've been thinking about it. You know, I thought about it for years. That's why I had the 110 outlet put in. And uh, haven't gotten around to getting one. And, you know, and for a few hundred dollars, I didn't realize it was that great.
0: PJ always says, you've been in there an hour and 15. What are you doing? <laughs> and
3: you're going, oh, it's so wonderful. <laughs>
2: well, he's playing golf class
3: on the toilet.
0: Yeah. Oh,
3: my God.
0: I do play video games while I'm sitting there.
3: Long gone are the days where you read the newspaper, huh?
0: <laughs> I know. Oh, and then another thing that we wanted to bring up, too, is shows that you're watching. We do this pretty much every week. And, Dale, you, you and Sherry, do you agree on what to watch as a series? Uh, how many online services do you have? What's going on there? We
3: have we have the whole board. We have everything. We're, we're watching now a uh, series on Netflix called FAUDA, F-A-U-D-A. It has to do with the um, Israelis and the Palestinians uh, fighting each other. It's almost like 24. Uh, Each season is about uh, 12 episodes and uh, a lot of brutality on both sides. It's really great. We watched that, and, uh, uh, of course, everybody's watched 24 from years ago. Uh, We watched the new Sopranos movie. Uh, I don't mm-hmm. know if anybody's ever seen that. Are, are you all oh, Sopranos man. fans from years ago?
2: Yeah, a little the bit. Man,
3: the Many Saints of Newark. It's a prequel. And a lot of people don't know the origin of the title, The Many Saints of Newark. Um, there's a black street gang called uh, the Black Saints. And uh, there's a character in uh, The Sopranos, uh, Molto Moltisante. Uh, and uh, multisante in Italian is Many Saints. So that's where the title, Many Saints of Newark. You have to be a Sopranos fan to enjoy it.
0: A couple of breaking news stories. Uh, I just got the new stuff on Ozark. Here's the scoop with the new season of Ozark. My my wife loves
3: it, loves it, loves it.
0: Okay. It's very odd, but they have decided that in early January – the first seven episodes of the new series of ozark or the new season of ozark will air and then they're going to wait until later in the year and maybe even at the end of the year before they release the final several episodes which i thought was kind of lame one of the things i hate is when you watch eleven episodes of a series that has 12 episodes, but then you gotta go get another online streaming service to get the twelfth episode. Wow. Or whatever. Now we just got our final episode uh list of shameless that's now on Netflix, which P Jug and I, that's pretty much our jam. That's one of our favorites of all time. Uh we are watching Murders in the Building. The season finale was last night on Hulu that was great um we've been watching um squid games that oh is...
3: squid game yeah
0: <laughs> That's Did awesome. it
3: that. yes we haven't finished it yet we're on like episode four
0: that is a very bizarre thing
3: thank you for saying that it's true
0: um <laughs> and I we know that Yellowstone will be coming back on November 7th so we've got so many things we want to watch the problem is, you know we're bouncing around from one series to the next and i believe that that steals the luster off of you know i mean if you're watching a football game that's three and a half hours long you don't stop in halfway in the third period and say well wait a minute i'm going to watch it, uh something else for a while and then i'll come back and watch the end of the game that doesn't work and i think that's the same with series if you don't finish them It leaves you this feeling of you know emptiness. Well, it it takes away the luster of the you know the the motion or the uh, what am I looking for? Velocity. I'm looking for a word. Yeah, one of those words. (laughs) Uh, It it just messes it up. Uh, That's why everybody
3: likes to stream. You know, a lot of people now. You know, it's hurry up, hurry up. You know, I want instant gratification. I do not want to wait a week for the next episode. So I'm going to wait for the whole series to finish, and then I'm going to binge watch it, you know, over the weekend. So that's really popular now. It wasn't popular, you know, years ago.
0: Hobbs, what are you watching?
1: Well, I'm really kind of excited. They are uh, just wrapping up. I think there's maybe one more episode, and it's Ryan Murphy's adaptation um, of uh, impeachment, which is the uh, Monica Lewinsky, Bill Clinton. Oh. They'll remember that, and it's directed by Ryan Murphy, who I just absolutely love. But um, Monica Lewinsky was a consultant through the whole thing on it, and so everything that is being portrayed of her, she actually signed off on, and that is her experience. It's kind of written from her. Basically, the 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 show was mostly about the relationship between Linda Tripp and Monica Lewinsky, and how Linda Tripp is the worst friend in the world in the history of <laughs> friendships. But Monica signed off on all of it. And, you know, she holds the world record. She has been mentioned in more rap songs than any other person on the planet.
3: Mm. What channel is that on? You know, is that Netflix?
1: It is. is, It's FX. Okay. Or you can get it on Hulu. The other thing I'm watching, if you want a comedy that's really offbeat and so fun, but you have to start from the you. What I recommend is you start from the movie that it's based on. But what we do in the shadows is an amazing comedy it's about four vampires that all live in a house in modern times and it's like (laughs) a docu it's like a docu comedy kind of like spinal tap you know what i mean yeah Um, and they have a familiar that goes out and does all their stuff for them. And one of the vampires isn't a vampire that sucks blood. He's an energy vampire. He just sucks the... He feeds by sucking energy out of you.
3: He that's just, who Moon bumped into in the bathroom there in that restaurant in Farmington. <laughs>
1: yeah. that's right. Right.
3: Somebody sucked the energy right out of you.
1: We did. Yeah, but if you want right. to laugh, laugh, it's really, really, it's really, really <laughs> funny.
0: Okay. Dale Weiss, thank you very much for you know being the guest today. We'd love to have you back. We wish you nothing but success. We need to go out and eat somewhere fancy. and
3: Absolutely. And uh, I appreciate the, far, the, the, the the parting gifts that, that you've given me. So that's great.
0: That would be episode 30 of Moon P. Jug and Hobbs. It's time to end the podcast. It's time to shut off the mics. It's time to end the podcast and get a thousand likes. You need to share this podcast with friends in cars or bikes it's time to end the podcast and get a thousand likes why do you always listen i guess we'll never know a fat guy in a wheelchair what the does he know it's time to end the podcast it's time to get some likes Go to your computer, type it in, you're gonna win. We are out of lyrics in Boopie, Jug, and Hobbs. That was wonderful. Bravo. I loved that. It. Oh, it was great. Well, it was pretty good. Well, it wasn't
3: bad. Well, there were parts of it that weren't very good, it though. It could have been a lot better. I didn't really like it. And it was pretty terrible.
0: It was bad. It was awful. It was terrible. Get him away. Hey, boo. Boo. Let's put this show out of its misery. 对 <laughs>